Hello and welcome to the show both feared and revered by Man and Beast, the Hellier's blog. Today, Piers Morgan versus Hassan Abi. They talk about the Palestine-Israel conflict. This should be a good one. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. Traditionally played out through diplomacy and propaganda is being played out online. My next guest has almost half a billion views for his provocative commentary online, making him hugely influential. Hassan Piker streams live under the name Hassan Abi. His analysis of the Israel-Hamas war has taken a highly critical stance towards Israel and Western media. And he's been calling me out for my coverage. Because he only cares about Israeli citizens. He does not care about Palestinians as human beings. That's why it's apples to oranges. It's like one side is a human, the other side is a barbaric monster child. I never said that, obviously. Uh, he says that he'd like nothing more than to come on to Uncensored and call me a baboon in a suit to my face. Well, here I am, a baboon, uh, and he can join me now. Hilarious. Uh, I'm joined by Hassan. Hassan, thank you very much, David, coming on. Thank you for having me, Piers. Uh, it's very early here in Los Angeles, California, but I'm going to try to do my very best to, to not do my British accent while I'm here. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And listen, I appreciate you coming on. Explain to me why you consider me a stenographer for the Israeli government, given that in the last week, I think more than any other host in the world, I have given lengthy platforms to pro-Palestinian voices to articulate that side of the argument. No, I, I, I do have to commend you. Uh, you certainly have uh, had more pro-Palestinian voices than uh, the rest of the British media and certainly the rest of uh, Western media in general. Now, as far as uh, uh, saying that you're a stenographer, I said that journalists are not supposed to be stenographers. And yet when it comes down to it, in most circumstances, in whatever conflict uh, we may be in, there are stenographers for whichever uh, whichever party is aligning with the American State Department and the interests of the West in general. And Israel happens to be the one uh, in this in this ongoing conflict. It's interesting that you call me a propagandist because I want to play you. This was your reaction to when the hospital got I'm bombed. I'm a propagandist. Well, no, no, for the record. I'm, no, no, I'm not calling I'm you a propagandist. that. I'm just, no, no, I'm just saying I'm going to no, play I say, you. I'm saying I am. Okay, well, then I want to I'm play saying it. I am I just before want to you even it. play it. Okay, I'm going to play the clip. This is your reaction to the bombing of the hospital uh, the other night. While I was in the process of, of getting ready for the stream, uh, Israel enacted uh, one of the singular worst strikes they have done thus far. And an airstrike, an Israeli airstrike, hit the Al-Ahli hospital in Gaza City, where thousands of civilians were seeking medical treatment and shelter from the relentless bombing campaign. Now, interestingly, when, that, when you were saying that, uh, I was coming on air too. And I took a position uh, based probably on 30 years of being a journalist, including running major newspapers, working at CNN and others, uh, of waiting, of just saying... Indeed, that's, that's normal for journalists to do. But Hassan's job is not to wait. His job is to get views and clicks and money. So, for his side. I think we should just wait and see what has actually happened here, get clarification, 
see who's at- wait did hassan actually just say he's a propagandist so exactly what i said about him being an npc is true he's just an npc for the other side actually to blame before we start passing judgment you raced in to assume as many people did by the way including the new york times bbc mainstream media uh, and of course most of the arab world uh, then followed that this was clearly uh, indisputably an israeli airstrike on this hospital and yet all the evidence now suggests very strongly that it wasn't. That, in fact, this was a rocket that misfired coming from a, a, a terrorist group inside Gaza. So my question for you is this. Why would you be so certain in, in what you said before you knew? Okay. So first and foremost, before we get started on this conversation, let's understand something very important here. There's no electricity in Gaza. Internet is patchy in Gaza. There's no food in Gaza. There's no water in Gaza. This is all by design. This mm -hmm. is because Gaza is under a brutal blockade, a brutal occupation by the Israeli government. Okay? So that, it, that plays a role in the fog of war and the misinformation that gets spread. Having said that, however, uh, you, uh, you made it seem as though there is a certainty that this was 100% uh, not an Israeli airstrike. No, I didn't. I didn't. And instead, I literally just said. I literally just said it, it's not a certainty. You, okay, sorry. I said I, the evidence. The you. evidence is then increasingly pointing to this not being an Israeli airstrike, and that is expert evidence okay, from people that, who have no skin in the game at all. Yes. Uh, well. I don't know which expert you're, uh, you're talking about, because I think Channel 4 did a pretty good job. As a matter of fact, I would say Channel 4 did probably the best job so far in analyzing everything that the IDF has said. But the reason why I believed, and I still do believe, that the likelihood is that this was an Israeli bombing campaign wasn't only because of the singular verifiable video, the, the phone video from the balcony that... Uh, had all of the markings of an airstrike. The fact that the Israeli Air Force was enacting a bombing campaign in the region at the time, according to the Al Jazeera live streaming footage that everyone is using but doesn't understand. Uh, the fact that uh, the the uh, digital media person uh, for the IDF uh, immediately came out and, and said that this was actually a, an airstrike that hit a Hamas target and that he was sad that there were, you know, uh, casualties at the end of the day. But this this uh, was a Hamas target and celebrated it. And more importantly, I guess, the fact that this hospital had been bombed by Israel. Mm. This hospital had been bombed by Israel on Saturday. Twenty two hospitals have, as a matter of fact, been bombed by Israel since this last uh, saga in the occupation. And this hospital had been bombed directly by Israel, where the cancer ward was destroyed. Israel has been bombing all of these hospitals. Israel has been calling all of these hospitals to evacuate over and over and over again. The medical professionals at the hospital had been called by the Israeli government uh, the day prior. And everyone on the ground assumes that this is an Israeli airstrike. They are the ones who experienced but Hassan, the, uh, Hassan, the situation. Listen, Hassan, so when you have, when Ahi, you have but the every truth single... Is, can I just finish If you watch the BBC, if you watch the BBC account of all this last night... By their verify you. He's not letting him finish because if he lets him finish, his argument, his argumentation point is destroyed. Unit, which was specifically set up by the BBC to be completely dispassionate in these. Oh come on! Yes, everything in life is dispassionate, Piers. Nobody has an agenda. Let's let's stop lying here.
investigations. And they reached a pretty clear conclusion based on circumstantial evidence, I'll make that clear, that this would not have been an Israeli airstrike, including, for example, the size of the crater, which bears no relation to the size of craters normally left yes. by Israeli air. So, look, my point is, neither of us know for sure. But you took to your airwaves immediately because actually you're, I wouldn't even say unconscious bias, your admitted propagandist bias on your part was that you wanted that to be an Israeli airstrike. It suited your narrative. And I would say that... Indeed. Hassan's narrative isn't actually... <clears throat> one way or another, his, his direction is whatever direction gets the most clicks and likes, whatever gets the most money, whatever suits his side the most. That in itself, in its I way, it to be is being really a stenographer. Well, you know, you accuse me no, of being putting, a stenographer. I try and be mouth. fair. And- yeah, that's called, um, what, what is that called? Um, putting words in somebody's uh, mouth, uh, straw, straw man argument get to the truth. In your case, I don't think mm-hmm. you try to do that. I think you appeal to your audience, appeal to Indeed. your base, this and you don't really care whether the facts are there or not. This is entirely unfair, because you just said circumstantial evidence favors that this was not an Israeli airstrike. Yeah. I gave you all of the circumstantial evidence that it does favor that this is an Israeli airstrike. The reason why, however, circumstantial evidence is not enough. And the one thing that I will concede to Because when more information did come out, and no, I do not mean when Israel said that they did not bomb this Mm. hospital and it was actually Hamas. And then they turned around and went, never mind, it's not Hamas, it's actually Islamic Jihad. And then they said, we have more evidence coming out in a couple hours. And then the evidence came out and it turns out it sounded like uh, the the phone conversations that they were able to intercept supposedly uh, sounded like uh, uh, by experts at the very least uh, to be... Uh, completely false and, and uh, completely uh, made up. Yeah, but Hassan, I don't accent, think... I, listen, in all, all honesty, now, I now, don't wait, think, even on, as you're saying on, let me finish. This, I think you're a smart guy. Piers, let me finish. I think you've looked... So that was, uh, what, actors trying to fake an accent in order to create propaganda, something like that? ...did all of this, and I think in your heart, you know this was probably not an Israeli airstrike. And I'm just curious why That's, you would... Instead of admitting no, that as facts no, change... Uh-oh, Hassan's getting mad. That's not what I'm change. saying. That no, is not what I'm saying at all. I don't all. understand why you would Please. double and treble you, you, down when the evidence is pointing the other You're way. asking me to be on your show. Do you want to talk? Yes. You, you, if you're asking me to be on your show, and I want to be on the show, thank you so much for having me on your yeah. show, let me explain exactly what I said, and let me explain to you why I think still, t- to this very moment, until there is a third-party investigation mm-hmm. that is concluded by... Uh, the UN, the International Criminal Court, or specifically a forensic analyst that uh, that looks at the situation is allowed to be on the ground. This is not just my perspective. This is Bet Selim as well, which is an Israeli organization that has also demanded a okay. third-party investigation occur. I am not going to. I am not going to conclusively say that this was not. I don't Israel's expect you fault. to. I don't expect you to. Because I just gave you, because I, and not because I'm a propagandist. As far as me being a propagandist goes, everyone is a propagandist. I'm just honest about it. You're a propagandist. We have our I'm biases. I'm curious who you think I'm a I propagandist am at least for. about my biases. Who do you think I'm a propagandist? Whoever pays your channel the money, that's who. Whatever the audience of your channel is, that's, that's who. And uh, it's obviously hilarious if you deny that. Because you don't have to be a genius to know that 
like money talks. You'd have to be a genius to know that. And this fool. Who do I think you're propagandist yeah. for? Whichever you're, every every media person is is doing propaganda. This yeah, is, but who, but who for? I've got to be doing it with somebody. You think it's a bad word? I don't. That's just the difference. This is a I do. I think it's actually quite a serious charge. Hassan, I think it's a serious charge to level, not as a podcaster, but as a journalist who's broadcasting around the world, who has a reputation, I believe, for being fair and impartial. At okay. <laughs> I have never once thought that Piers is fair and impartial. Never once thought that. He has an agenda, it's obvious, right? He just, he has his own niche, right? He's perhaps less biased than, you know, less um, leaning than most, maybe. But if you hear his opinions on many topics, you'll find that he is mostly left-leaning, right? Which means that the things that he says are going to lean mostly left and have a mostly left agenda, especially when it comes to women. I mean, as far as I've seen. Actually, on these issues, it's quite a charge to just say, I'm a stenographer of the Israeli government or I'm a propagandist. I don't think there's any evidence I'm either of those things. I'm curious who you think I'm doing while the propaganda While we're having this conversation, 3,000... peers. while we're having this back and forth, 3,000... 840 Palestinians have been ruthlessly slaughtered in the last incursion into Gaza. I feel like this is an incredibly selfish, self-centered conversation to have. You asked me to be on here. You wanted you wanted to hear my perspective. I'm willing to give it to you. I don't want to talk about like whether the I don't want to talk about Noam Chomsky style manufacturing okay. consent conversations okay. about how the media is operating listen, in, the, I, in the, listen, uh, the behest of capital. You were the guy. Listen, I think you were the guy that told me there are dead people. Listen. Hassan, I only asked you because you're the guy that called me a propagandist and called me a baboon in a suit. I was curious as to why. You don't want to say I who, know, I'm, but, who I'm but doing I, the propaganda for. We'll move on. We'll move on. I agree with I you. Said you. I said there's a bigger. <laughs> He's just trying to defend his image there. Yeah, there's a bigger picture here. Let's move I on. Said that let's take a short you... break. Hassan, let's take a short break. I want to come okay. back. I want to talk to you about what happened in October. You see, Hassan is mad because he just shut him down using some clever tactics. With a seventh, get your reaction to that. Welcome back, Hassan. Piker is still with me. Hassan, I want to just play you a clip of something that you said about the uh, October 7th terror attacks, and in particular, the attack at the music festival, which killed 260 people. Look at this guy. You know what shouldn't happen? Killing 260 people at a music festival. No, you're right, man. That just happened on its own because, like, bad guys wanted to do bad things. You're right. Dude, if they f subjugated you to a open-air prison your whole f life, you're going to break out eventually when you realize that there is no other way to get out of it. I mean, it sounds to me there, Hassan, that you are in some way saying they had it coming. Were you? Um, no, I wouldn't say that they had it coming. I think that uh, Michael Brooks used to say uh, analysis is not justification. And while obviously civilian casualties and, and horrific barbaric acts that were committed on October 7 are completely unacceptable, uh, the, the important thing to make sure that it never happens again is to analyze what are the conditions as to, as to how it happened to begin with. And I think uh, Ehud Barak is going to be on uh, mm -hmm. in a little bit as well, or maybe he's on before yeah, he is, me. Yeah. Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm almost certain that while he has held the keys to the conversation and held uh, the, the levers of the power in this conversation in many key and critical points, uh, 
I, I would go so far as to say that he is among many others who also recognize that the Bibi Netanyahu administration is responsible. This is not just my assessment. This is uh, 85% of the uh, Israeli population's assessment at the time. Uh, this is years and years and years of refusing to negotiate with the Palestinian Authority. Take, don't take my word for it. Take no, Bibi no, listen, I would personal agree, listen, word for it I would in, agree again. in a closed-door conversation with Likud members. He yeah, said listen. that if you want to thwart any kind of Palestinian nation-state, you must... Do everything you can to only negotiate with Hamas. We control how high the how high the fire goes. He has given cash to Hamas right. by way of Qatar. Uh, there is no lovely some crazy drama here. No bigger fan of Hamas than Bibi Netanyahu, which uh, I hope one day you can maybe uh, interview and then you'll ask him to. No, no, I, I uh, actually did interview uh, him a few months ago, and I, and I did actually spell out to him that there have been a lot more Palestinian deaths this year so far, up to the point of the interview than Israelis and what he intended to do about it. He said then he didn't believe in collective responsibility, which is now this hot phrase in this whole uh, crisis about whether you would hold all people in Gaza responsible for Hamas. Interesting to see if Wait, when they... Can well, I it, well, let me just finish you, my point. Do you, do if you they do, they launch a ground invasion. It'd be interesting to see if they keep to that word. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, a defender of what Bibi Netanyahu has been doing in Israel. In the last year, his attack on the credibility and integrity of the Supreme Court, I think, has been a disgrace. And I think it has fractured society in Israel. I also think... Yeah, so what he's saying... You see, as I said, Piers leans somewhat to the left. So he's going to pander to that audience, which is what he's doing with this expression here, right? You see... So he's showing that he is somewhat on Hassan's side. He's just not as extreme. So when so when Piers asks Hassan, who am I propaganda for? Well, that's who he's propaganda for. There it is right there. That it's caused so much social unrest and had such big protests that you could argue it's taken the eye off the ball of the people who should have been defending the border uh, because they've been trying to sort out what's been going on domestically, internally inside Israel. So I think it's a catastrophic failure of intelligence, of security, of defence, all of those things. I'd be amazed, frankly, if Netanyahu survives this. So I'm certainly not here to defend him, even if you do view me as a stenographer for his government. Uh, my, my, my question for you, I think, is this. is that I've had a lot of problems trying to get people on the pro-Palestinian side, to separate two things. That you can say, as I believe and you believe, that the Palestinians have been maltreated for decades. That the situation where they are effectively... I mean, I don't even call it an occupation because Israelis aren't in Gaza. They pulled out in 2005. But they still control the ability of Gaza. This is why I call you propagandist. I'm just saying the phraseology is confusing to me because the reality is... Israel exercises control over people in Gaza. It allows them in and out. It allows them to turn on the tap of water and so on and so on. Yeah, that's called... Ha what? That's another semantic argument. If they have that power, it means they effectively control the country. They are effectively in the country. So I don't know what... I get all that. What you're saying. They don't actually live there because they can't live... Oh, come on. It's like saying your landlord doesn't live in your apartment. Well, okay, they they don't, but technically you're living in your landlord's apartment. So really they do own it. And they do live there.
just not day to day. It's called an open air prison. Right. I, I don't That's disagree. That's why they call with, it the disagree. world's largest open yeah, air prison. Yeah, but Hassan, I don't disagree with you, and I've I've pointed this okay. out for a long time as a journalist. So we don't we don't disagree about the appalling plight of Palestinian people. Um, but the issue comes that if you can't separate that ongoing dispute between Israel and Palestine from the absolutely appalling barbarism of October the 7th, which was on a whole different scale to anything we've seen, where 1,400 people, Holocaust survivors, babies in their, in their cribs, you know, young women taken, uh, tortured. You see, here we go. Who is Piers propagandaing for? Now he's talking about the other side, right? So he is le- left leaning, but not fully left. So he has a very specific audience. That's why he covers things exactly how he does to maintain the lean that his program has. Abused, shot, beheaded, it was reported, and so on. If we can't look at that collectively with a a general humanity and agreement that that is an absolute atrocity, then there's something wrong with this. And I find that the, the tribalism on both sides is now so toxic and so frenzied that you get people who literally can't. We've had a bunch of actors, right, signing this statement saying they want a ceasefire in Gaza and calling Israel war criminals and so on. But they don't say a word about the Hamas attacks that precipitated this. And I find that really hard, them, right? really hard to accept. But you, but you, but do you agree with them? If if they had said, for example, that October seven attacks were brutal and and massacres occurred, and then they said everything else that Israel is committing war crimes, would you agree with them? I, well, okay. Here's what I would honestly say about that: Is Israel not allowed to defend itself from the worst terror attack we've seen since nine eleven? Is it not allowed to defend itself it's just after 1,400 people in Israel are butchered in that way? And the question then, if you assume that they are able to defend themselves as any Pierce, free democratic the, country, that is the then, then the question State becomes... Department line, Hassan, that is the IDF's line, Hassan, that is the line that everyone Hassan, let me ask channeled. you this. It then becomes a question of how can they defend themselves if their mission now is to get rid you of... You see, he's just ploughing through despite protests. Why? Because he has a specific lean that he's trying to maintain. It's obvious. If Hamas, a terror organization that's committed one of the worst acts of terror ever seen, if that is their stated aim, Mm -hmm. then what they are doing is consistent with that, isn't it? No. Here's why this is actually an abject failure. And this is not just my perspective on the matter. I'm just a you know, dumb idiot uh, with a Twitch stream who who is live reacting to the news and trying to make sense of everything as it's ongoing. I usually have a policy of not covering breaking news, and and uh, sometimes that policy is violated. But uh, ultimately, I am not uh, held up by the same journalistic standards, even though I think I do a much better job than most other news outlets in uh, in general. So let me just say this really quickly. You said Israel has a right to defend itself. Absolutely zero people think that this is a ridiculous statement. However, how Israel is defending itself is collective punishment. Now, collective punishment in the form of depriving 2.2 million people of electricity, collective punishment in the form of depriving them of, of water, of food, collective punishment of 
uh, in the form of 51 people dying in the West Bank, where, you know, there is no Hamas in the West Bank, and yet 51 people have died because in the West Bank, settlers that are occupying Palestinian territory in violation of the international law, settlers who are doing an act of colonial terrorism, and this is not my statement on it, this is international law, that are doing horrifying things by simply just existing there and, and maintaining the presence uh, with, a, with an occupying force in the form of IDF, who is ritualistically humiliating Palestinians uh, uh, in, in, a, in a structure that B'Tselem, an Israeli organization, calls the permit regime, where every waking moment of, of uh, Palestinians' lives in the West Bank are absolute hell, where they have no legal recourse. 51 Palestinians have died, and that was before the Ramallah uh, the, the Ramallah protest that happened last night and uh, the Israeli forces were uh, opening up with live fire on protesters last night. So who knows what that death toll has become? This is all this is all a product of Israel being an apartheid state. This is a violent apartheid state. There is no way to be a let, peaceful all right, son, apartheid let me ask you state. This. It, let is, me ask you this. it is a violence let it me is ask violence you this, required for its maintenance. Okay, listen. And that violence is frustrating people. I hear that you. That violence I is radicalizing you. people. So what he's saying is Israel bad, but people are not saying that because, um, people are not saying that because it's the West agenda. Now, again, I don't have a, I don't have a personal stake in this game. I'm just restating points here, right? All right, let's continue. But here's Hold my. On. As far as Israel, as far as as far as what Benjamin Netanyahu has done, as far as the war government, what they have done, Pierce going into Gaza and bombing Gaza and killing three thousand four hundred and eighty Palestinians so far in Gaza, one thousand plus children Mm. out of all of those casualties. 22 hospitals being bombed, a bakery, the only remaining intact bakery being bombed yesterday. Um, these are these are horrifying crimes mm. that you would openly say are horrifying and unjustifiable when Russia does it. But when Israel does it, it, Israel has a right to defend itself. This is identical to the same talking points that I've heard from every Israeli administration official. It's the same talking points that I've heard from American politicians championing the, the exact same talking points. It's the same thing that I've heard from everyone else in the media. You might have been against the Iraq uh, war, <coughs> and, and you use that, but you're using that for, for evil, in my opinion, at this point. If you are not sitting here and condemning those acts of war crimes, those acts of violence, the, those acts of collective punishment. Well, I would say to that that I think the death of any child in this conflict is horrific. Absolutely. Yeah, again, he has his own talking points, Piers does, and he's going to stick by them no matter what because that's that's what he's going to do. I mean, we've seen it. That's what that's what he's going to do. So, again, there it is. We're going to end the video there. Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Drop your donation like Hunter M, Adrian, Tom, and Bobby Dylan, Renaissance Press, and Brian. Shout out to you, most recent Patreon subscriber. Thank you. You can go to my Patreon at patreon.com slash the blog. Buy my books at bit.ly slash heliosblogs. If you're interested in coaching, message me at the blog at gmail.com. That's my email. I'll slot you right in. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.